Are you farting or is that the chair? That was was that? Because <laughs> Mark's chair is being go. Mark's chair is being creaking, and it sounds exactly like that fart. <laughs> My fart sounds like really your chair. That was a, I actually didn't think that was your chair. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another Gimme Gaming podcast. We are very happy to have you here once again. My name is Thiago and my co-hosts here today are Gary. How's it going, everybody? Jude. How's everybody going? And Mark. Hi, guys. Perfect. Perfect. We're going to jump on right away to the news here. And I'll start that myself with Half-Life Alex that just came out of the oven yesterday uh, with the score of 92 according to Metacritic it is so far the best PC game of 2020 surpassing games like Doom Eternal with the exception of one user who wrote 13 years waiting for a true Half-Life game and what do we get? A floating hand simulator shame on Valve <laughs> <laughs> the game has been very well accepted by the public and criti critics, uh, we, we can see, we can say. Uh, I was already expecting a very interactive game by the gameplays we had access to before the game release. But I end up being still very surprised with the clips I've seen so far on how really interactive the, this game is. You know, things like uh, people holding objects between them and the enemies, uh, throwing cans at pigeons, uh, and even being able to change the channels on the radio. So, uh, if not the best PC game of 2020, for sure it is the best VR game so far. Wow, that sounds good. Yeah. You can actually like change channels on the radio. Yeah, this is one of the first, uh, you can see that on the, like the the beginning of the game, there is a radio and you can change stations, you can uh, do a lot of things. It seems to be a very, very interactive game. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that as well. I actually have um, a pre-order in for the Valve Index. It's a bit expensive, uh, so like once my job holds true with all the, the crap that's going on. Um, the orders have taken over ten, eight weeks, so if all goes to plan, I'll, I'll have the Valve Index in eight weeks and be able to give Half-Life Alex a go. I have the, the was it, the the Voiv, um, but I, I don't want to give it a go on that. I want to play it the way it was intended to be played with the, the headset that was releasing at the same time as it. Well, we could we could do a, we could do a comparison review when you do get the the actual proper Valve headset. We could do a comparison review between the two of them. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be brilliant then. Like, yeah, ho hopefully it'll be close to the summer. And if all all this stuff in the news is over and done with, we can probably have Chago over and, and all over from Brazil. We can all have a go of it, and it'd be it'd be good for us all to give it a go, and then. We can all try it on both of the headsets, see what we think of it. Be a good Surprise idea me. for a future podcast uh, episode, a full episode dedicated just to uh, sitting down and not only playing Half Life Alex 
on Valve's version of it, like Valve's uh, VR headset, but actually comparing it to to like one of the would it, would the, the other headset you have be like a market leading headset? Would it be? It would have. It would have been comparable. What was it? The 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 Rift and the the um the Rift and the Vive were the highest end ones when they first came out. Um, so te- technically it was the market leading one because like the the Rift was the the main one. Um, that's the one that Facebook bought out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for for a time it would have been the market leader. It's just people lost interest in it a little bit once Facebook got their their paws <laughs> on it. Yeah, and now like they they've created patents like the advertise based on what you're looking at on your screen and things like that so it's like people uh, are less interested of that kind of stuff yeah 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 i i trust uh, steam a little bit more than i trust well a little bit is an understatement i i trust uh, them a lot more than the likes of facebook what surprised me about um half-life alex is it's a fully a full game like i didn't i didn't expect it to be 11 12 hour story i was expecting three or four hours because it's a spin-off it's not a full half-life game yeah like um when i when i was seeing the like the the videos on youtube and all i was refusing to watch them because i they were they were like 20 minutes long i was thinking that was going to be the majority of the game so i was like no i don't want to watch it until and then just play it and experience it but I think I'll I'll give them a go now and see what it's all about. Because watching twenty minutes, if it's a end twenty hour game, it's not the end of the world. I watched a couple of minutes today, and it was interesting to to see how how fluid everything was. I gotta be honest, it's not a game that I've been keeping up with. Um, like I was I was never a Half Life fan. Like I've said before, like you know, in previous podcasts that like those those games I've never played them. I never appealed to play them but being a vr game for me vr is still in my eyes like gimmicky but like watching watching some of the footage off of this it's like it's it really shows where vr is getting to in, in terms of like you know if if me as personally that don't like vr and i'm intrigued about it now with the way that like some of the mechanics works and then especially now finding out you can change radio stations like even going into the smallest minute um, pieces in the game like of just changing the dial on a radio rather than having to have any you know actual impact on the gameplay or you know completing the storyline or anything like that it's just and then it being 10 12 hours long they've, they've really put a lot of time and effort into it yeah i think that was the whole point of half-life games it was always they created the games to push the boundaries of what you could play so like half-life one pushed like the boundaries of like first person shooters and then the same with number two was it pushed the physics in in games and now half-life alex i think the intention is to push what can be done with vr and and it the fact it's getting rave rave reviews suggests that it's actually doing that the only problem is with the corona stuff people mightn't be able to get the the headset they want to play it on like myself there's like the the eight ten week delay so i'm curious if that's gonna have a huge impact on sales because it's not only a software component it's a hardware component as well to play the game can't play it on the old headsets but 
I'm not sure how many people would be like myself that want the full experience. Yeah, but actually, I was very, uh, very worried that the VR hardware wasn't ready for this game. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think I've seen uh, too many complaints about um, Half-Life Alex and motion sickness. That's good. That's good. A lot of people seem to be playing it like with the um, point and click movement, so uh, yeah, that helps big time. Right? Yeah, that that's one thing. Like the the only thing I don't like about VR is the point and click. But then saying that when when I used to play it in my apartment, then there was a point and click game. I think Robo something or other. Um, it didn't bother me as much in the game. So this has the I option. Would... So yeah. I'd love to try all the different modes and see what impact all of them have. It, to be honest, I'd prefer like a VR game where you can sit at your desk, still use your keyboard and mouse. Like you look around, and you can look around the game, but you still aim with your your mouse and your keyboard. I'm not sure how much motion sickness that would cause. That take away from the fact that you you know you're supposed to pick things up with your hands. You're, you can turn yeah the radio station. I think that take away. From... But it, like, I, it'd be a nice yeah, option to have. Yeah, I think it'd take away from like Half Life Alex and the way it was developed. But I'd like for like other games to be developed like that. More of an immersion into the game rather than like you know an actual feature piece or. Yeah, more more just like um, you know the way an ultra wide makes a little your game a little bit more immersive. The headset just makes it one step up from that. Yeah, yeah. and that's more what i'd like to see but i'm not sure how practical that is so i guess it's the right game on the r wrong time right <laughs> all these yeah. things going on so uh move on who's next um yeah so i'll i'll take it on from there like yeah I, I, you were talking about the right game at the wrong time whereas the game i'm going to talk about is the i suppose the right game at the right time because it's not relying on hardware it's just a piece of software releasing. So with everyone at home now with the coronavirus, like it, it is a good time to release Doom Eternal. It's going to give people a few hours of escapism, and it it's released to critical reviews, like nearly as good as uh, Half Life Alex. I was a big fan of the the recent Doom game that that was released. I've played a fair amount in that game. Didn't play the uh, the multiplayer. I had no interest in a Doom game for multiplayer, uh, but the single player absolutely loved it. I purchased the Doom Eternal on release day or a few hours before. W once the the reviews came out, is when when I down uh, I purchased this. So I start downloading it. Unfortunately, I have like a, I have it these these few days now, but I haven't had a chance to play it. Just with working in IT, like a I work as a consultant, so I've helped some companies with setting up a lot of, um, a lot of software to allow people to work from home. So I just haven't had any time lately to give it a go. I intend on giving uh, playing it this weekend, and hopefully it's at least as good as the the previous Doom game. Um, the, there was a few other other things related to this as well so it released on steam and it released on the bethesda launcher bethesda i don't know whether like it's staff doing this on purpose because they don't like drm but the on the 
on the Bethesda launcher, they released an exe inside the folder that didn't have the nouveau DRM protection on it. So anyone that downloaded the game from the Bethesda launcher, all they had to do was copy that exe and replace the big original exe with with it. And they had a DRM free game and they could run it without the Bethesda launcher. Um, they 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 removed it pretty quick, but um, the the reason why I think it might be a, a disgruntled member of staff is because the the their game Rage Two released without DRM, so um, it, it's just a bit odd that they've done it with two big titles now. Um, yeah, yeah, and dodgy, <laughs> like super yeah. dodgy. The amount of people that yeah. would take advantage of that, um. It's just unbelievable, and the fact that there was like there was like just no oversight of thinking like it, I'd, 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 someone's got to get sacked for that. Someone, yeah, there had to have been some right. person, a, a, some person in the company that that was their responsibility was that right there, uh, just implement this you know this bit of software here so there's no DRM, uh, and 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 then they messed up <laughs> instead of doing celebrating competence. Bethesda, he got a raise. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> it could be that way as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, what I'm about to say will probably be a bit controversial, but I, I believe in there should be DRM for games. But I, I think when, when it's served its purpose or when the game is being cracked, it should be removed right away. So, like, I'd be happy enough for them, for like developers to have DRM on their games to try limit or protect their, their IP until the the initial sales period is gone and then remove it. They did that with the original Doom as soon as it was cracked. They removed the DRM protections for the the Steam users. So I'm, I'm hoping now that technically uh, it's cracked because they cracked it themselves that they'll remove the DRM protection in a few weeks off Doom Eternal. Should be, which would be good to see. Um, there's a bit of news, sort of. It, it's connected to it in in a light way, but I'll, I'll just go over it. Animal Crossing Two, which is a game that was released for the Switch recently, it's actually been breaking records in the UK uh, for the 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 biggest selling game on the Nintendo Switch, and it's only on the Nintendo Switch, and it's the number one game. The reason why I'm saying it in the same vein as Doom 2, even though they're completely different games, is that it managed to beat Doom to the number one spot in the UK. That's mad. Although, that being said, the amount of podcasts that are talking about that game, the amount of YouTubers that are talking about that game, the audience for that game is unreal. It's not... Excuse me, it's not my kind of game whatsoever at all like I'm looking at it going like really this 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 is the game that's like topping the charts really <laughs> but uh, it's it's got some popularity that game it's weird yeah uh, the the first one I think was a huge hit like um, there was a lot of people that were obsessed with and like that, what that, is that, this game about? Home, it's about yeah. building a village um uh. It's like it's you know what you know the only thing I can think of is like there there was mobile games that I used to like play and they're they're good fun for just sitting and I suppose it's it's a switch title so it is mobile, 
Um, but it's, it's good for just sitting every few minutes and like going in, checking your village, collecting your corn, you know, um, making sure everybody's happy and, and, and getting the water supply going, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Um, so I could see the appeal for it, but it, 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 for me personally, if I'm buying the title from a console, I want, I want to like, you know, a more in-depth gripping game, but this thing is just, it's on the next level, next level. Great, great, great. Who's next? Yeah, so after eight long years, Fancy Star Online 2 is finally getting a Western release. Originally, it was thought it was only going to be coming out to the US market, but just this week, they announced that it's um, going to be on Xbox Game Pass free to play. So anybody who's uh, not familiar with the original game, I played a lot of it. It was released in 2000 on the Dreamcast, PC, and the original Xbox. It's a JRPG, an online... Well, I guess it's kind of an MMO. Multiplayer, but... Yeah, it's an online multiplayer. It's kind of grindy. Well, the original was grindy. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't actually know this was going to be coming out so soon, but uh, I came across a, a streamer that was just randomly streaming on Twitch, and I noticed it. And then I checked it up, and it's going to be on the, the Windows Store soon after. We haven't got um, an exact date that's going to be coming to that. But, just Windows Store? Yeah. Uh, no, it was uh, Xbox as well. So it was on. It's it's on Xbox now through Xbox Game yeah. Pass. So it's free to play on that. Originally. Back in two two thousand twelve, when they announced it, um, or when they announced the Western release, um, it was out in Japan, but nothing ever happened. They, just, I think they, they said coming to US or it was something like that, and yeah, we just didn't hear anything until last year E three. Yeah. yeah, that was we, probably more. That was probably my most anticipated game for for years now like it, it it probably hasn't aged as well but uh, i was a huge fan of that game when it came out on uh, dreamcast um uh, i actually ended up having to get a job just to pay for the phone bill for playing this game um i, I, I was playing it so much and uh, i think it was crazy like just, um, just so you know uh, to cut mark off there for all those younger people that listen to the podcast right the reason why he said he had to pay for the phone bill was because he used to have an old school modem that used to go and squeal at you to actually get on the internet and it used your phone yeah. line and it cost an absolute bomb yeah it was like what, 50 pound at the time m1 so uh, just to play this game I, I i was paying the equivalent of what you would for like a uh what 500 broadband connection now um and it was like 33 kilobits a second or something the broadband was so absolutely tiny but for me it was worth it had a a load of good experiences i met some uh for life friends on it um we ended up moving on to another game called quake that's a bit off topic and but such a good game um I can't wait to, to play this. I've actually now set up my uh, Xbox One um, and just have to configure a monitor now. I'll be playing this straight away. You could you could play it, um, obviously, for English speakers. It was translated. Uh, there was a translation made for Japanese servers, but the lag was 
pretty intense and it was pretty awkward to set that up. I remember me, you, uh, me and you tried to yeah. set it up years ago, but that was it was just unplayable. Like, um, maybe it was just unlucky for the Europeans, but when I tried it, it was just unplayable, so it wasn't even worth giving it a go. It would ruin the experience, I think. You never even mentioned anything. Platform, like anyone, if if we got it on a Windows Store and say Mark had it on his on his Xbox One, would we be able to play? Do, do you know of this cross platform? Say, um, I'd imagine so. I, I, yeah, I I take a random guess. The fact that it's going to be only on the Windows Store and the like Xbox One. The fact that Microsoft are the ones that have promoted this game and like they probably paid the developers to port it. I I'd say with a fairly high degree of certainty that it probably is going to be cross-platform, and it it would be cool to see it. That's a gimme game in guesstimation right there. Hmm. Just in case, like comes, and stuff. just in case anybody comes back to us and is like, "You said that it was cross platforms." Like, no, I'm sorry, you just heard a gimme game and guesstimation. Is there any cross platform game actually working nowadays? See a team. Or is Horizon? So quite yeah, a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sea is perfect. I I used to play uh, with Carl actually. Um. On Sea of Thieves, he would be on his Xbox, and I was on my place. I was on my PC, and uh, it was perfect. Yeah, I, I played that game. I enjoyed it, but there wasn't much content in the game. I think it's supposed to be a lot bigger and better now, but uh, I haven't gone back to it since. It when when it first came out, the the even though the like the little content that was there, it was still an entertaining game for like you know. Just jumping on with your mates, flying around the seven seas and trying to take someone else out. Get yourself a little schooner with two or three of you in it and then try to take down like a galleon or something like that. It's a good, fun game. But nowadays, I went back to it probably, there two months probably ago. Probably worth explaining what a schooner and a galleon are. Oh, yeah. Well, it's little small ships. So you, you like, there's, there's different types of ships. You can take a little small one-man ship out, which you would not want to take anybody on because it has nothing on it pretty much. Uh, schooner is the next size ship up uh, which is like a, a crew I think of 2 to 3 and then a galleon would be like 4 to to, to 6 um, and I think uh, again a gimme game of estimation but I'm pretty sure I watched a, a stream of uh, Sea of Thieves there recently and there's actually a bigger ship even to have a bigger crew on now than the galleon or maybe it's just like an XL galleon or something like that yeah. yeah, it might be worth giving it a go as like a team seeing what we can do, yeah, or how yeah. badly we do. Yeah, yeah, that that that'd be more like how badly we do. Now we we get into servers and everybody else is like played two, three thousand hours of it, and we're all sitting there with our like twenty, thirty hours in the game. Well, me, I've probably got about twenty or thirty hours in it. Yeah, we can all blame Jude because he's the most experienced in the game out of us. Yeah, that's how it works. Don't worry, boys, I'll hold you up. Yeah, because so, I, I was I was just curious to 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 ask you guys if you think that games uh, FPS games could work in a as a cross platform FPS because it's it's a lot different to play FPS game on a console in a on a computer. Um, like when it when it came to like Halo on the PC when it was released. 
they did a lot of work when it came to like the joypad and the keyboard and mouse there was a lot of fine tuning like they have to add auto aim to the joypad to make it competitive with the with the keyboard and mouse so me personally i think it's possible to do it if the developers are willing to invest a lot of time to balance the two of them out and make sure they both have similar skill ceilings have them as optional servers or Optional. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. There, there's already there's already a lot of games like in first person shooters that do it. Well, not first person shooters, more third person shooters. Uh, like Fortnite doesn't. Um, again, with Carl, I played Fortnite with Carl. I was on my PC. He was on his PlayStation Four. And um, that being said, as well, uh, I thought I figured going into it again. I probably have maybe forty, fifty hours in Fortnite myself. Didn't really love the game. Just just played it as a more of a fun breakaway from from PUBG when it came out, um, and I thought I'm gonna go in here as like oh, Carl, I'm gonna fucking wreck everybody. I'm like I've got keyboard and mouse. I'm just gonna be able to whip shot everybody. I can build much faster than everybody. And to be honest, I was like everybody was on equal terms. I was getting smoked as much as I was smoking. Um, I I'm I'm sure if you go to the higher end competitive, uh, like esports level. It is going to be like millions of miles difference, but if you just want a casual experience, cross-platform, first-person shooters, third-person shooters, anything that's got to have like you know fast movement, aiming, and all that, I don't see it being a problem. From on the flip side, on the flip side to that, uh, to Fortnite, PUBG, you would wreck with keyboard mouse on console. This is true. It probably depends yeah, on the game and how much the developers, like Mark was saying, is willing to put into it. Like, Yeah, the the reason why you would hammer people on uh, PUBG, like if you use a keyboard and mouse, is as far as I believe, there's no auto aim no, on not. joypads on, on the Xbox or PS4. So it's a lot harder and slower to aim. Uh, whereas like Fortnite, they've balanced it more, so they give you a lot more auto aim. So it's more just pull the left trigger, and it's aiming towards the character. It's gonna assist you in that aiming process, so you you can aim a lot easier with that. So I I think that leads to what I uh leads back to where I, what I was talking about earlier. It depends on if the devs wanna configure the the auto aim to balance it out. Yeah, if they're, going, if they're going to put the time and the effort in to make sure that it is an actual, you know, good, proper competitiveness between them. Like, I remember yeah. I, I did play Fortnite on the console, and uh, I got, I don't know if you are all familiar with it, as a, um, I got um, the Scope Dior from a box, and I was like, oh, lovely Scope Dior, and I was shooting this guy, and I didn't even really feel like I was moving my analog, and I was like, ping, 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 it felt like I was on PC, with an, uh, an aim assist like with a hack running i'm like i really felt i downed him and i killed him and i felt really bad for the guy because i'm like i shouldn't have been able to do that because i wasn't really truly aiming there the game was doing most of my aim for me um i don't think yeah. you notice that unless you're a pc gamer who's just gone back to console because yeah. i didn't notice uh aim assist when i was playing halo back in the day no yes yeah, so but now go back yeah. You know, the same with Call of, Call of Duty. Like, if you go back to that on the consoles, you're like, oh my god, this is, like, huge. Like, you literally pull the trigger and it's aiming at the head. Just to bring us back to Find Star Online 2, um, the game is in open beta test at the moment uh, on Xbox One. 
and in regards to the PC version, they say they're still on target for a spring 2020 release. So, yeah. they said, you know, they were on target for a release back in 2012. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eight years. We'll, we'll trust them this time. Status has not changed. I, I don't think I'm going to trust them. I think I'm just going to go and Maybe play it on the Xbox. Version. There's no way I'm waiting any longer. I, as I said, I, I've set it up, so I'm, I'm going to give it a go. Perfect. Thank you, Gary. Uh, I have next here, Jude. Right. Um, so, new story that I want to talk about, unless you have had your head in the sand or living under a rock, maybe you have been with the isolation that's been happening with the coronavirus. But um, I think everybody's eyes have been on the news of, like, what's happening with what retailer? Are they closing? Are they not closing? Like, you know, all this happening, that happening. Well, in America, a, a lockdown was put down for, for it being essential retailers only. And somehow, GameStop decided that they wanted to class themselves as an essential retailer and not close their doors. All the way to the point that every uh, manager in the GameStops across the country got an email to say that if police come, if the police come to try forcefully close the store, that they are to fight against them to say that they are essential retailers and that they should not need to close the door. And they got a huge backlash from this, from social media. Um, to the point that literally the California government had to go and close their doors. There was a picture put up with a document printed and pinned on the window of a GameStop saying that no one is allowed to step foot or enter the premises, that the their, that their uh, license has been revoked and that GameStop can no longer um, trade because they've been shut down pretty much. Um, GameStop have now locked down and closed down all the stores. They still have curbside collection though, so there is um and and uh, their digital sales and also curbside collection. So if you do want to order something online and go and collect it from a store, there is going to be staff still in the stores. But they have any any of the other staff that have been told to go home. GameStop have also issued and said that they are not paying any of their staff. Yeah. I. I think they're giving staff two weeks pay. They changed that after uh, backlash again, and oh, right. they're now giving giving staff two weeks pay, That's... um, or two weeks paid leave, whichever way they've put it. So now, like, uh, I I think they're at least giving them that now. At least um, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. The report yeah. That I had I... there of it was, uh, it was actually off of a a website that I don't like to go to. To get my information but it's from a, yeah. a, a website called the verge and it says the company will not will not be paying employees during the shutdown but um hopefully hopefully like they, they are hopefully they are giving those two weeks that would be much better uh, at least gives the staff yeah. a bit of comfort for the two weeks of lockdown anyway i'll go i'll drag us a little bit off topic but um ju- just for anyone else that um is interested um, I generally find very reliable news from a place called Bellular News. It's a YouTube channel, um, and uh, that's where I've I've uh, got a, a lot of the information recently. The the guy that hosts it actually owns a game studio, so he gives you both sides of um, he gives you as a consumer 
and he gives the opinion from a developer as well so it's very interesting to, to see that yes. and you can see his take on stuff like this yeah. we all knew that GameStop was in, in trouble anyway like GameStop is on it's on the verge it's it's one of those shops that in in 2020 there's not much demand I would imagine for physical copies of games I thought that five years ago and they're still around I thought they were gone from Ireland yeah that's what I, I was about to say the reason I think they still exist is like all the people with slow broadband connections like if you live in the countryside in Ireland or like if you live pretty much in 90% of America like you've one or two meg broadband connections so you're you're waiting two days to download a game because of game sizes now so why did they survive over here? Because like outside game was better virgin. All these. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, they did. Did they not buy out game? Um, like it, it's still branded game in the UK, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I don't think they bought out game. I think game just pulled out because they just like they they? they weren't making what they needed to 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 survive. GameStop right. itself as well. Like I I. Honestly, now I can't. Like, I have a friend that used to work in a GameStop out in Dunleary, and it's it closed down a couple of months ago. Like, other than that, I would not be able to even tell you where there is a GameStop in Ireland right now. Uh, maybe it was Electronics Boutique that they they uh, bought out. I used to love the that store. Oh, yeah, Game a bought them. Oh, all right. So I'm completely. Remember they had them. They had that in Liffey Valley. That was the shop in Liffey yeah. Valley, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Game I thought was. was. I thought it was GameStop that bought it, and. I think the GameStop should still be open in the city centre, uh, like Dublin city centre. That'd be about the only one I'd be aware of. Um, but whenever I've went in, it's always been empty. Like I can't. I, I, like I, the, I honestly can't now remember the last time I bought an actual physical copy of a game. Night release yeah. Skyrim twenty eleven. Oh no no no! Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> twenty eleven. Nine years ago. Yeah, twenty eleven. We did try to go in for Halo 4, but it was shut. Yeah. Um, probably would be like, would have been a, no, actually, when I bought my, well, when I suppose, when I bought my Xbox One S, Jude, you, I got two you physical buy games. A, you buy a lot of physical games. Oh, I suppose you had the Switch games. Yeah. Never and, from GameStop, uh, though. Yeah, I was just from Smith's. generic retailers. Oh, Smith's. Smith's the only place, actually. It's the only a place. Toy shop. A, a toy shop kind of doing both kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Never... And well, generally you, has you better can... deals. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, what Smith's always generally do have better deals. Like, whenever I am looking, it's either Smith's or I think once or twice, maybe from Argos, but I, I really try to sway away from buying anything from Argos. I hate them. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, it's just, just, pulling me back to that. I was like for myself now I think the last like physical copy I bought for myself my own consoles now all the Switch games are all for the kids Um, was probably five six years ago if you don't include the two free physical copies that I got with my Xbox when I bought it yeah I have a couple of PS4 and Xbox One games but I don't like on disc but I don't bother playing them because nowadays I'm very lazy and like the hassle having to put the disc in every time I want to play them <laughs> rather than just yes that's how lazy I am first um, world problems I have to get up and go yeah. over and take the disc out 
Then I have to put That's it back blasphemy. in its case. Then I have to take one from a case and put it in the console. Gone yeah. are the days of Nintendo like, 64. You have to stand there for about 10 minutes blowing the goddamn cartridge to make it work. Saying that, like, I, I like the idea of discs for, like, in the future. Like, you break your console and the console's not supported anymore. That's all your game's gone. So I, I, I like the fact of discs from that, that you can still have your disc, like, 10 years into the future. Or at least, like, you save um, a GOG-style thing that you can just download the XE, but Microsoft or Sony are never going to provide you with that. For, like, special editions, you know, the... Yeah. Uh, Collector's editions, yeah, yeah. Game, yeah. Games you want to keep forever. Like, if if, if I buy um, Cyberpunk on consoles, like, I'm 100% getting it on GOG. But if I bought it on a console as well, it'd be 100% I'm getting a disc version of it. Well, if I was, uh, because if it's I was a going game for I a physical copy of Cyberpunk, I would definitely be going for collector's edition. Yeah, I think we get it at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually we got Division Two there recently, and um, when I went down to like silly silly prices on PC and and, and consoles and stuff like that, but I was in Smiths and I was, and I was getting the 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 little lad, well, my eldest lad. It was his birthday there recently, so I was in picking up some uh, a couple of Switch games and some toys and that, and they had the Division Two collector's edition. That was originally a hundred and eighty nine euro when it got released, down to thirty five euro, and I was so very tempted to buy it. Not for the game, I couldn't have even cared. I could, I would have even told him just keep the game because I didn't want it. All I wanted was the statue. It looked amazing for thirty five quid. It was just unreal. I'm still contemplating right now to go in and get it or not. What was that on PS four, Xbox One, both? All right, yeah, they're new, yeah, not second hand, not brand spankers, yeah. And they had loads of them, they had loads of them, they had the whole shelf up, up above. Too, and the guy, too bad, Smiths dropped the statue, they had a statue out <gasps> on display. And I was like, I oh, say, mate, I was like, would I be able to have a look at that? And he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. And as he's pulling it down, right, I think he thought that the statue, the, the box itself, was a nice, tall, rectangular cube, and you slide it up, and there's the statue in like what looks like a, a backdrop of like the dark zone in the game and he he must have thought that it was stuck in in on the cardboard but it's just placed in so he grabs it by the cardboard lifts it down statue falls straight out onto the ground i was like oh my god parts broke off oh. and went into the stock room and everything i was like oh jesus the thing it's only 35 now yeah <laughs> yeah well that's it yeah yeah uh but it, the statue is brilliant the statue is um it's the one of the female characters, and she looks like she's in the dark zone because she's got the gas mask on, and she's got the yellow canister like around her, thrown over her shoulder. You know that you extract when you're in the dark zone, and she's pointing the flare going up in the air, and she's mm. shooting the flare off to like call in the helicopter to come and get the extraction going. M4 strapped around her back, and like uh, going holster on her leg. Oh, brilliant, brilliant statue. I I know you like the Dark Zone, but I was never a fan of the Dark Zone in the Division game. I, I preferred, like, the PvE stuff. Dark Zone was brilliant. You yeah. played the the beta with you two, and well, I enjoyed the Dark Zone. Yeah, myself and Jude Although, continued on for a while with the, the We bought the full game. Really good game. I don't know why we, we uh, stopped playing it. Yeah, we got to, I think we got, this was Division 1, we got around 60, 70% of the story, and then we gave up. It's, 
And then we we restarted it again at one point, didn't we? I think so, yeah. Mm, um, and it's supposed to have expanded a lot since then. Ubisoft have actually done well by the the division um, game franchise. Yeah, like it, it started off very broken, which was a bit annoying. But they they fixed all the bugs. They've added a lot more content to it, and like it more than justifies the price. And the division two as from what I've heard, it started off very, very strongly and it's just gone from strength to strength. So the fact yeah. we got the game for three euro, it's <laughs> yeah, an absolute yeah. steal. Well, I had a friend uh, when it launched and he was like begging me because he seen the amount of hours that I had in the first one on my on my Uplay account and he was like, oh, you love the Division. You have to play Division 2 with me. And at the time, I think I was like, I was so stuck into Scum that I was like, no, there is no other game out there right now other than Scum. Don't talk to me about another game. I don't want to play another game. I'm not even thinking about another game. I would feel like I'm cheating on Scum if I even thought about it. And uh, yeah, well, as you may have noticed, Jude has an addictive personality. Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Now that I've got it, I want to give it a good shot. I want to give the storyline a good shot, and I definitely want to give the uh, the dark zone a good shot. Shago, uh, not, have you picked up the game? For the next one, uh, the the division two. Did you pick it up when it was on sale? Oh no! Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. So we we have two lazy gits. Yeah, we have two lazy gits, Gary and Chago. The game was three euro for a full price game, and both of them were too lazy to get it. Yeah, I was myself. busy gaming. Only myself, <laughs> yeah. yourself, and Carl got it. That was that was the only three that got it. Oh, just before we wrap up the news there, I just want to talk about PlayStation for a second. They released uh, the Road to PS5 video. Uh, God damn it. Gary, don't be music. afraid of making mistakes. Make a little mistake and just continue on. That's the whole point. It, it's supposed to appear more natural. Oh, just before we wrap up the news there, I just want to talk about PlayStation for a second. They had a, a live stream there recently called the Road to PS5 where I think a lot of people thought they were going to show the console. But um, Mark Cerny was talking for 50 minutes about... An SSD. Yeah, it was pretty much an SSD. <laughs> he, he spoke about a good half hour about the SSD. I think that was in part because the rest of the console doesn't really stack up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think... To the Xbox. But the SSD I, is pretty impressive, in fairness. I also think, like... Uh, when I was watching this, I was bored out of my school. Um, but afterwards, I realized this was supposed to be a conference for GDC. So they basically, what they had planned for GDC, they just made a video and, and released it. That was a very bad idea because GDC is like a game developer developer conference. So it's for the technical people that are related to making games. So they would have got a lot of information out of this, whereas in order, like everyone else that's interested in finding out about the, the PlayStation are going to jump in and go, oh, I need to see this. And yeah, then they well, were all disappointed. Me and you were watching it live together on chat. and uh, I was falling asleep. Oh, man. And the chat, I, I was actually reading yeah, the, the chat. Was... chat and I, it, every second word was, yeah, you show, show the console. So, so yeah. what, what's, what's the controller look like? Show the, show, show the controller. Give us a look at the yeah, console. The, that was everybody's comment. Like, 
they really should have made this a private video and only showed it to the people that intended on going to GDC and then it wouldn't have been a problem. I think they just didn't know how to give this to uh, the GDC attendees when they cancelled that conference last minute. Yeah. So I feel um, they did I did I feel they did more harm to their brand than good with that with that conference. Definitely. And like th thinking about it um how like the what came out of that is gonna make it appear bad, like because they spoke so much about the SSD and so much about the the sound controller. Um but from a technical aspect <clears throat> and both of them are very um game big game changers but you won't actually see it in that like the the console is well under spec versus the xbox one and i think everyone knows that um like it has a lot less cus on the graphics card so a lot less power like their clock wire but i still don't think they can compete and one same grace would be how efficiently or how efficiently they did with the previous console or, or how much they got out of the console with their exclusives like the last of us and stuff like that yeah i that's think it. that's, that's the, their foothold really on the market at the moment i would say would be the fact that like microsoft don't have the huge um like first party exclusive titles like what playstation have so a lot of people that would have went to playstation that were xbox before or were originally like og playstation fans that stuck with it will more than likely probably still stick with PlayStation to get the likes of The Last of Us 2, to get the likes of, of all the Sony's uh, like first party, like God of War and that. Um, but it's just like, the whole press conference felt like they knew they had one thing that one-upped the Xbox specs. And they focused a good 60-70% of the whole video on that. And then, like did quick briefings over everything else and then actually talked down higher spec like i said this to mark a, a couple of is points straight yeah. the whole thing that he was he, he gave out what the specs of say the graphics card were and because they weren't as high as as the xbox instead of talking about what they can do or what they've got he talked a few minutes first about what they wouldn't have been able to do if they had upped the specs to a higher spec meaning what they wouldn't have been able to do if they went with Xbox's specs of the higher spec graphics card. It's like he was talking down how bad it's going to be and how hard it's going to be to develop at that setting where we found a key and nice squeaky point being down here. It, it just, yeah. That's all I got. I I, I, I agree with, you, with yourself there, Jude. Like, uh, uh, I found it very poor form that looked like you were talking down the competitors when the competitor had like a superior uh like graphics and cpu performance rather than um trying to talk up their their own benefits in an interesting way like i actually think the the ps5 is gonna have a bigger impact or a bigger change uh to the console market than the xbox one like games are gonna look prettier in the xbox one but the that new SSD is like double the performance of the more than double the performance of the Xbox One's one, and like having like less than one second load times and being a like basically no loading in in games, so you can have huge open worlds, and the the fact that you, the expandable storage is not proprietary 
uh, SSDs like the Xbox One have, which we all know are going to be very expensive. With the Sony, you have standard M.2 drives if they're fast enough. None that are released at the moment are going to be fast enough, but like Samsung, or there, there may be one or two, uh, but Samsung are, are going to be releasing the 980 Pro and the 980 Evo line. I'm pretty sure they'll be fast enough. And you you can just purchase one of them at a lot cheaper price than like what you'd get on the Xbox and just gives you a lot more expandable storage. So well, it, it, it just future proofs really, a little bit more. We haven't really seen the, the, the prices of, say, the uh, the expandable storage for Xbox as opposed to what I, expandable storage for like the, the Sony one. I'm based on like the, the, you know, the expandable hard drive that was in the Xbox 360. Like you were getting a small, uh, it was either like a 120 gig or it was the expansion drive and it was like 10 times the price of if you just bought the drive yourself. Yeah. So Microsoft have a track record of overcharging for stuff like this. And like, for example, the Logitech uh, wheel, they, they, they prevent Logitech from ha- licensing their standard G27 wheel on the Xbox just so they can charge more for their G920 and like that's not a Logitech thing that's a Microsoft having the licensing fees so they want to make money from stuff like that so I can picture them SSDs are going to cost a lot more than the PS4 ones where the PS4 is just open it's like you put your own hard drive in we'll give you a list of what ones we've tested are supported and if it's supported then we'll let you run with it well, you would hope that like they would learn from their past experiences of what what they've done in the past, especially with like you know price differences with a lot of different things, especially consoles between say PlayStation Four and Xbox One. You know, PlayStation Four being a cheaper console purely because Xbox had released their price first, and PlayStation was like, right, we're going to get a foothold on the market, and we're just going to do it at a cheaper price. Um, which I think in this this generation. Is gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see who's gonna uh, who's gonna give up first and who's gonna throw out their their price for the console first. Yeah, there's, there's, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I think the the Sony console is gonna be very expensive to make. One because of that really high end SSD and like RAM prices are very expensive. And two, one part we didn't talk about was the sound the sound the new sound processor. Um, that's going to be very expensive as well. Um, when it when it comes to they they've a new sound option that's that's going to be added in. Mark Cerny didn't do a, a good job of explaining how much of a benefit it's going to be. Um, when when it comes to it, like I was looking at it, it was either Pax East or Pax West. One of the YouTubers I watched they went to it, and I think it was Creative had their own audio product and what they did was they did similar to what sony are intending on doing they had someone put a headset on their head and then they had speakers in the room and like it was a sound booth and they were switching between the speakers and the headset like perfect surround sound in both and by turning the speakers on and off they'd have other people in the room to prove what they're doing the person that had the headset on their head wasn't able to tell a difference because the audio made such a huge impact and they were saying how like it was a game changer so like picture stuff like that for horror games and some creepy person coming up behind you and and doing stuff like that so i i can picture that being a big improvement he he really didn't do a good 
uh, job of explaining how how good of it benefit it it's going to be. I suppose it's because he was talking to develop developers and he was expecting they they just want the technical details of it and they don't want to know how oh this is going to be cool because x y and z yeah so, it was very tech heavy like i mean myself and yourself would be like very tech enthusiasts like we we would go into all that kind of detail and would like to know but the the, the market for console players like the majority of them play on console because they don't want to deal with having to know all this technical background of speeds of, of hard drive sizes form factor all that kind of thing does it work will it not work i don't think a lot of console players want that they don't even want to hear about it they just want to go give me a product that's done that i can just plug into my tv and play okay so now we have uh what's your planning section so I, i'll start here with uh shield wall I've been playing this game. Uh, I started playing this game this week, and uh, I just only have, I guess, one hour of gameplay. Uh, Shield Wall is a indie game, still at development. Steam calls it a Battlefield Simulator, but I'm not sure if we can go that far. It's not that complex, uh, I guess, my opinion, to call a Battlefield Simulation simulator but uh but it is a, a very funny game you control some what i would say minions because very funny characters that you move around trying to uh capture some flags uh you control troops formations while while playing a single character so it, it is a fun fun game but i have to play more of it Oh, is is it a strategy game or is it like a third person? It is a third person tactical battlefield simulator, simulator as uh, Steam says. Uh, but you end up controlling only one character while you send orders to your troops. Okay. Yeah, I, I was looking at. Yeah, I, I was just about to say the same thing. I was looking at the video there on on steam and it does look like a funny game but looking at it i'm like how did you end up finding that game like it, it's not something i would have thought to look for in a million years yeah i think i was watching uh i was watching a youtube video someone playing it and i thought it was funny All so right, i ended yeah. up it. it looks hilarious and yeah, then it looks what... like so it might be interested in giving a go. Yeah, what what I like what I like about it is like uh, similar games uh, related to this that you've played is golf with friends and golf it, which are also funny games. <laughs> <laughs> it looks hilarious yeah, the more. way that they're coming in. They just look like look like little uh, Duplo. Do you remember? You remember like Duplo was like the the the, the kiddier version of Lego. Looks like little Duplo man running in fighting. Yeah, I was oh, trying to think of what they looked like or what way to describe them, but I think Duplo perfectly yeah. says what the, the characters look like. Well, I'm watching some more videos here. They're just like going hell for leather on each other, just hacking arms and everything off steadily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the game was very fun. Yeah, but uh, uh, I think they have a lot to work on that game still. Only single player, sadly. Yeah, I think yeah. a game like that would make a very good multiplayer. That would yeah. be funny in a game of night with a few drinks. 
it yeah. would it would i i used to do uh i used to do a night with, with with a lot of streamers back in the day a bunch of us used to pick like a friday night we'd get drinks and we'd buy like just mickey mouse little funny kitty games or something like that and just play them for the night like the likes of golf of friends golf it we got like the sonic racing and uh, we got loads of little just little small indie games like that and just like smashed them out for the night it was good fun that would definitely have been like hit the list if we were if we continue doing that. It says it's got very positive feedback as well already out of three hundred and eleven reviews after only two days. That's good. Yeah, that game reminded me a lot of uh gang beasts. Have you ever heard about this never, one? Never never heard of gang beasts before. Yeah, you can get that up from Steam as well, but I think this one is a multiplayer game, so I think it makes it more fun. Gang Beasts, yes, yes. This I watched Summit uh, 1G play this. It's hilarious. You just like you're you, what it looks like. It, it, you know those like little um beanie bag figures, or uh, not figures, but beanie bag like little uh, fabric guys. They're just made of bean bags. You just chop them and they flop and their arms flop and that kind of stuff. Um, and that's that's what it is. You just have to kill the other people, and you just flop all over the gaff, and you slap <laughs> all. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's good fun. What what's the game called? Sorry, Gang Beasts. Or if you've ever gotten those like those little rubber guys that like feel like they've got sand in them, kind of thing where you just like squish that, them and that. Yeah, that's such a random looking game. Yeah, those look yeah. funny. I love games like that though. Like they, they're great. They, they like they look look really good fun. Just like sit back, turn your brain off, few drinks, lads, have a laugh. Yeah, that that's one thing I find is missing from like AAA games now. It's like creative, fun games. You really have to go to indie games or like B grade devs uh, to like get fun and interesting games nowadays. I really should start playing more indie games. I think they'll enjoy stuff like this a little bit more. Well, Tiago, good, good picks, good picks. Yeah, nice games. Who we have next? Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead there. So, the game I've actually been playing is Minecraft. Um, it's a game I actually play with my son. So I'm actually stuck in Dublin, Ireland at the moment. My son lives in hamburg where i usually live and uh, gonna be stuck there because of the coronavirus stuff so we've been playing uh minecraft together in, in any other free time i have so he's been getting great pleasure out of building as many tnt blocks as possible to um blow up to try crash the server so we ended up having to create about 10 to fifteen thousand tnt blocks to to crash the server i think i'm gonna sneakily upgrade the server now uh between our last game session and the next one so tomorrow and um, being i have the server hosted on a virtual machine i can just add more more and more resources to it so i'll probably give it like four times the resources and uh catch him off when he when he's trying to crash he's the game ready again. to kill it and you'll be like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah see it I, I I don't think I'll say anything for the first while. I'll be just like, oh, you must not put as much in this time if it didn't crash. Go again. And then I'll let him uh, spend a while creating them again, and that's when I'll tell him. Just give him a Kratos from God of War, boy. Yeah. Boy. Yeah, I have never 
never played this game, but I guess a lot of uh, YouTubers made a lot of made fame playing this thing. Yeah, made fame, like I, made I have... millions playing this game. There's there's YouTubers and, and enthusiasts out there, streamers and all that that literally have made millions playing Minecraft, man. Made yeah. a big comeback last year. Yeah. Yeah, I have to admit it's not the type of game I'd enjoy playing, but I love spending time with my son, so I get enjoyment out of that rather than out of playing the game. So it's not something I'd play by myself. I'm sure loads of people love the game, but just never been for me. I put off playing it for a very long time, and then uh, I downloaded it on, P on PC. You know, it's just like that, the Windows version kind of of it. And I, I found myself solid for about six hours one night, rebuilding my, my housing estate, my little cul-de-sac that I live in. I just built one in Minecraft. We just turned on the creative mode. Uh, put out a uh, flat planet and just build my my cul-de-sac um, yeah, I can see the addictive side of things like and when I worked in Ikea years ago um, they they have Yammer which is like kind of like the a, a business version of Facebook kind of thing and there was a gaming group on that that I joined and there was actually a bunch of lads that they all they did was play Minecraft and they built all the different Ikea buildings all around the world they would spend like two or three months building to scale the exact IKEA building that they work in. That's mental. Oh, that's crazy. That's yeah. If you're going to spend that much time, you just fucking build a game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Because that, that was when they were trying to get me to play, and I was like, no, no, no. And then, but then when I did finally play it, I installed it, I smashed out six hours. Like, I was just thinking, I was like, now I can kind of see where they were coming from. I can see where you could just get lost in it when you just start building. Yeah, the, there's a game that released recently um, called Dreams, and you can actually create your own games in it. Um, and oh, yeah, I think yeah. that I believe they've released a feature now that you can actually sell, like make money from your games if you actually create interesting projects. Oh, um, you can follow Pardon. Is that a VR game? No, no. it's just uh, it's didn't just a standard about, didn't, game. Didn't Gary talk about this before? Dreams. Oh, I was podcasts? talking about mods. Oh, you're talking about mods. But Fallout yeah, 4 like... was released in Dreams. Oh, well, not released fully, but they've done parts of it. And yeah, it yeah, looks it's amazing. Really, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd recommend giving giving Dreams a look if you have any creative ambitions. Um, a lot of people have been creating unique projects in it. Like recreating Mario and uh, re recreating other games up on like to the same level of detail as the original game. Yeah, just they, they someone recreated Sonic and uh, but they flipped it instead of him going really really fast, he goes really really slow. <laughs> and uh, oh, he, he's mental. What is he? He's not a hedgehog. He's something else. Porcupine. The thing out of the movie. Yeah, the thing out of the movie. Now <laughs> that the thing that. Nightmares are made of. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be called dreams then. It'd be yeah, called nightmares. Yeah, it'd be called nightmares. Hundred percent. But don't bump. That's oh god, we have something. We're onto something there. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Next, who's next? Yeah, so I'll jump in here. Um, I've been playing the Outer Worlds. Uh, for the past few days, I've put a good few hours into it. The Outer Worlds is um a sci-fi RPG. 
uh, made by the original creators of Fallout Obsidian Entertainment. They created uh, Fallout New Vegas for under Bethesda, um, and this is their first game since they um, since they teamed up with Microsoft. It's an epic exclusive at the moment. I don't think it's out on Steam. No, it it's not. I get better look. Yeah, I, yeah, but it, I, I think it will be this year. It will be. Yeah, it was only a time exclusive. Um... Although it doesn't have a release date, it just says sometime in twenty twenty. Yeah, the the exclusives were usually six months or a year. I'm not sure which one that is. I think this one actually got it got a full year. I think it was a uh, was a Borderlands three only got the six months. I think I think Outer Worlds had uh, a full year exclusivity with yeah. with Epic. So I'll be waiting a while. Mm. I like I myself am refusing to play the game because, like Borderlands three, it's another game that has unbindable keys and makes it. Why really do developers keep doing this? Player. Oh, how do you? Have the to Outer use... Worlds doesn't it doesn't let you rebind them no? Oh, oh, no. all of like it's all O E J K and L. All three to use for movement, they won't let you bind any of them. So I have to use auto hotkey for all of those mm. keys. And then when I minimize and I I got to start typing something in my browser, all of a sudden I'm typing J for A. <laughs> yeah, it's all flipped. Yeah. yeah. Get back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can't drift so, <laughs> overall the, the my experience has been pretty good. I'm getting hooked on it. Um it's a very dialogue heavy game. Or maybe it's just the way I've made my character. That's one good thing about this and Obsidian games is you can play it however you like. Like I'm creating a character that um, is very persuasive. So I can get through a lot of situations without actually killing people I'm asked to kill by just persuading them or lying to them or something like that. So you're using Jedi mind control. I am not the outer wilder you are looking for. Yeah, but this yeah, there's so many ways, different ways you can get through quests. Um, Where I just, pre- I'd be the type that I just prefer kill everyone, shoot first, ask questions later. I can play it, yeah, but the, and then I can replay the game like that and see what how how it differs. I'll have a different experience. Yeah, um, that's that's what's good about games one... like that that you can that you can change it up and you get a completely different experience if you if you like go down like a different route. Um, yeah, also combat or gameplay itself is pretty fluid. The the kind of atmosphere of the game or and the art style reminds me a lot of Journey to the Savage Planet. The music as well. Um, nice. Yeah, it has, has a lot of similarities art-wise to that. Um, it Borderlands it also reminds me of. It's It plays like Borderlands. But it's a lot more RPG heavy. So as I said, you can do things or you can complete quests the way you want to complete them. Borderlands is more linear, point new. Yeah, it's There's only one way of doing it. Yeah, exactly. Who's that? Who's just after joining? Hey, sorry, lads. I'm after turning up a little bit later. I had a bit of family business to attend to. Sorry about that. Uh, what have we missed anyway? Uh, we've just gone through the news. Uh, we're on to you know what we've been playing. So you know, perfect timing. Maybe you tell us what you've been playing. Myself now, I've been bit into League of Legends. League of Legends. Uh, I got introduced to League of Legends by yourself, Judy and Mark. 
many months ago and then stopped playing it and then got back in playing to it once I got me first PC build up and I've been macking it over man went in and uh, tried my first ranked game with you today and got absolutely hammered we did we got hammered we got shattered uh, you, fin you finally hit That's level 2 finally yeah. For all the listeners that are listening there, you need to get level thirty before you can actually play proper big boy pants ranked matches. And I would advise you still not to do it. No, no, not until you're at least level because mainly the chat is toxic <laughs> AF. <laughs> if you go in there and you get and start like uh, getting killed and feeding, you're gonna get chewed. You are gonna get chewed, man. Uh, we we warned them though. I, I do it every time. Them. We were like, I'm new, I'm shit. Was, so be wary. And then as soon as yeah, you say it, that, it's it like was our well, first. You go it was our first normal? ranked match. Yeah, it was our first ranked match. And you started off in the chat. You went, I'm new, only level thirty. Please don't, like you know, look for much. Expect much from me. And I I followed up with, same. And then someone else, funny enough, said, Yeah, me too. And, then and then he turned out in, to be the most like, toxic. Yeah, he was like gold level one or something like that in ranking. It's it's massive. Yeah, man, and, and he it. just abused, he abused us. us. And like, <laughs> I don't even feel like I'm getting any better because I I just I just don't know. In fairness, if Jude was in his position, he would do exactly the same thing. The, Jude the, is yeah, a toxic, like toxic gamer. Yeah, Jude is the most is toxic out of us all. I can be. Yeah. I can be. I I, I just I, be. I just say shut up, Jude. Shut. Up. <laughs> Like I'm, literally, I'm not, I do. Don't I do? Don't I? Don't I? Even like do, today and all, I was like, I'm just not. shut the fuck up, man. Yeah, <laughs> I think the the last time I I played, which is like, uh, Jude was being toxic the whole night, and I I jumped on the last game, and uh, I think we we all won. I did very very well in it, but uh, even in that yeah, you game, got like twenty three or twenty four yeah, kills yeah, or something. Ash, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ash, but I can yeah. still remember Jude being toxic in that today. Was it the jungler? In fairness, the jungler was ah, shit, but he spent like half nothing. the game complaining about nothing. What, like, what are Look, you doing? And then if, if you, someone if, says that to Jude, it's like, not, you play your yeah. game, I play mine. <laughs> yeah. If you're not going to do your role, if you pick a role, right, and you don't do the role, I'm, I'm going to let you know that you're not doing the role. Let's put it that way. Jude's going to be the king of toxicity in the ranked solo queue. <laughs> fucking too right yeah me and system of a down that's gonna be my team tune yeah. <laughs> which one chop suey <laughs> oh toxicity oh toxicity <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said system I didn't hear toxicity <laughs> no system of a down have a song called toxicity yes I know I know yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> joke that just went right over my head bro <laughs> yeah dude take us home so, <clears throat> games I've been playing. Uh, been playing um, Dead by Daylight a lot. So Dead by Daylight's a it's a it's a horror game. Um, so it's five players, one killer, four survivors. The four survivors' objective is to turn on five of the seven generators on a map, power up your exit gates, and get out. Uh, obviously, objective of the killer is to just kill everybody. Um, there's been a new update, new killer, new survivor been released there uh, two weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago. Um, called the Gunslinger, very good killer. He's he's the only one that's got like a gun in the game. All the other killers, like you got like so Freddy, you got J uh, you got not Jason, you got Freddy, you got uh, Michael Myers, you've got um, Leatherface, 
Um, and then you've got a load of their own created killers, but it's mostly like knives and hatchets and axes and stuff like that. Whereas this is the first guy that's actually had a good gun. He's got a harpoon gun. Um, it's taken a while to, to like you know get used to him, um, but ah, oh, he's brilliant. The update is amazing. Um, there's a game that I've just constantly been going back and forth from um, since 2016, since it came out. Like I never really had any other like people to play with up until the last say maybe six months or so that's why i've kind of drifted off and drifted on it like uh, i just i've mainly played the killer more so than survivor if you don't have a team playing survivor is really really hard um because you just get people that just like they, they don't they either don't want to help you or they're over enthusiastic and wanting to help and get killed by doing it i i've jumped on it recently as well i didn't think i was gonna like it I I actually like that. I'm not into horror stuff. I like horror movies. I usually get bored with them. Um, but I have to admit, I actually really enjoyed the game. There was a lot more depth to it than I realized. the The animations are a bit poor, but once you start playing the game, you just completely forget about it all. Usually, like bad animations ruin the game for me, and I just can't play it. But for some reason, with this game, once once I I start playing, I just completely forget about it. So that was a pleasant surprise. Um, and it is a game that's good to, to play with a couple of people. Oh, definitely a party game definitely definitely like if you've got if you've got four friends that are interested in playing it's like some sort of you know nice freaky horror party game that you're gonna have a good bit of fun with um i don't play golf yeah yeah don't play golf <laughs> just get drunk and play golf but if you want scares these this that game is definitely like there's a couple of couple of killers like one of our friends fact man he he still has he has hundreds of hours in the game and he hates coming up against a Michael Myers because he's a stalker killer. You don't know he's there until he's literally right on top of you because they don't make any noise or anything like that and you can sneak around corners. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. But uh, yeah, that's I've smashed that out pretty much for the last couple of weeks since that new update, the new killer came out. One other game though that I want to make an honorable honorable mention to and I want to ask the rest of the people that are in this chat if they got it as well. Because it was free on the Epic Game Store a little while back. And it's a game called Ticket to Ride. Anybody else get it? Sure, I've got it. Because I usually add all all of them to my account. But I don't think I've... Like, I haven't played it. Most yeah, I of the, take... the stuff I add to my Epic account, I don't even look at the names of it. Yeah. No, I haven't taken <laughs> Yeah, go through free game add. Just... In case I want to play it at some future point, taking advantage of any of those free games, yeah, I don't even know where they show up. You no, just go into the store and the scroll store. down a tiny yeah. bit, and they're there. They do like right now at the moment. There's a game called the Stanley uh, Parable, and watch. Oh, yeah, I can see Watch Dogs as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This game though, uh, I can't even remember when it was. It was probably a couple of months ago, maybe two months ago or so. Um, but I have the actual board game of it. And uh, we have a, there's, there's a, a couple of friends of ours, um, 
come over to our house once a week and we play board games and it's a really really good board game and when i seen that it was free on epic game store i had to download it i had to install it it's tiny actually as well like the game itself is only let me see uh 700 meg that's it um but i've been playing that it's just like it's a digital version of my uh, of my board game <laughs> i really like it it's, it's nice to just sit back and chill out i've got 81 minutes in it at the moment only started playing that there the last couple of days but that's about it for me so guys i guess uh this is all for this week podcast we hope you guys have enjoyed it just as much as we did you can uh, contact us sending an email to podcast at gimmegaming.ie or hitting us on our social media channels. The links will be down below. Thanks a lot. See you guys next week.